Hey, what is going on, you guys, gals, and non-binary pals? My name is Luna, and welcome to another Minnesota episode. This one is wrapping up all the current events that have happened in 2020. But I may be only talking about the very good things that have happened. Um, uh, I got all of my sources from a website called goodnewsnetwork.org. Totally recommend checking it out, because it has some really cool stuff about good news in the world. So, let's get started. Number one is technically from December 31st, 2019, but first of its kind, Village for Homeless Native Americans now houses dozens in Seattle. This groundbreaking new homeless shelter in Seattle is the first facility of its kind that have that has been designed by Native Americans for Native Americans, and it has already helped to take in dozens of people from the streets. Despite how Native Americans make up about 1% of the U.S. population, they make up 10% of the country's homeless. Furthermore, there are more than 1,000 Native Alaskans, American Indians, and Pacific Islanders living in Seattle alone. That is why the Chief Seattle Club, a nonprofit dedicated to ending Native homelessness, launched in the launched the Eagle Village settlement in so in the Soto neighborhood of Seattle back in November. This is just this is just really cool. Um. And it's just something really interesting. And it's good news. And it's hard to find good news. So that's what this whole podcast episode is about. It's about good news. What I want you to try to do today. What I want you as a person to try to do today. Is I want you to try to find a way to be a good person today. It doesn't mean you have to do something today, but I would recommend you doing something today. On to our uh, next story. On February 10th, 2020, actually my birthday, um, rather than ro rotting in a landfill, more than 30,000 pounds of leftover Super Bowl food are being used to feed hungry Floridians. All the uneaten food from last week's game at the Hard Rock Stadium has been donated to local shelters throughout the southern Florida. Uh, NFL Green organizers partner partnered with the Center Plate and Food Recovery Charity, Food Resources U.S., in order to facilitate the massive volunteer mission through uh, the week following Sunday's game. Because a lot of of food often goes to waste after the Super Bowl because they pack for so much and so many people. So, of course, we need that good news of people actually doing something to help the people that are hungry in this world, feeding the people that are going hungry rather than letting all of that food go to waste. On to our uh, next story. What is a few more months out of my life? It's nothing compared to what they have sacrificed. This is a direct quote from a woman named Hannah Kim. Um, and that's the mindset guided by her 90-day journey to travel across all 50 states in 2018 to visit almost 100 Korean War memorials and met 1,000 veterans along the way. Ever since she almost died in a car accident 12 years ago, uh, she's considered every day as a bonus day. 
After working as chief of staff in communications, director for a U.S. congressman, I, she had traveled to 27 nations and six continents to thank and interview veterans in every country who participated in the Korean War and documenting the undiscovered stories of 200 people who went to Korea under one of the United States flags was worth every fear and tear. She had finally returned home physically and emotionally overwhelmed, still trying to process everything she'd experienced. When she learned about how they, there was a delay in building the Wall of Remembrance, as an addition to the National Korean War Memorial in Washington, D.C., due to lack of funds. She knew what she had to do. She packed up her bags and got behind the wheel, the time, of, time with the goal of raising awareness and funds for this wall. Despite the endless sleepless nights and living out of a suitcase for more than three months, it turned out to be the most precious experience of her life. She's witnessed the camaraderie and bloodshed bond with veterans' communities. Their sense of patriotism, heroism, heroism, not heroin, and humor. She knows now the difference between an aura and a hoorah. And how much patch, the patches and pins on their caps and jackets mean to them. On two occasions, she joined a motorcycle group that ride to support veterans and found herself looking like a bike chick riding on a Harley along the Korean War Memorial Highway in Santa Paula, California, M Meridian, and Mississippi. Most of all, she can now, now fathom the visceral meaning of sacrifice. From the mountains to the prairies, she got a hug and a kiss from more than 1,000 Korean War veterans, most of whom were in their late 80s. Someone who drove hours just to welcome me to the memorials I was visiting across this country. Together we laughed and cried as we recounted their wartime memories and laid a wreath in remembrance for their fallen comrades. At every stop, I got to on my knees and bowed the Korean way, which is the highest form of respect, to express my humble and sincere gratitude on behalf of all of my fellow Korean Americans thriving in this country, we proudly call home, enjoying the freedoms that the veterans secured for us because none of us would be here if they didn't fight in Korea almost 70 years ago. Again, being able to show respect to veterans, taking that much time out of her life to thank the veterans, traveling 130,000 miles to bow down before every Korean War Memorial. With that being said, let's move on to our next story. So this one's going to be a bit quicker, but um, Michael Jordan and his Jordan brand pledged to donate $100 million to black communities. Michael Jordan and Jordan Brand have announced a $100 million donation to organizations dedicating to ensuring racial equality, social justice, and greater access to education. 
Through our Jordan Wings program, we have been focused on providing access to education, mentorship, and opportunity for black youth facing obstacles of systemic racism. But we know that we can do more. It was a statement from June 5th of this year. We must join forces with the community, government, and civic leaders to create a lasting impact together, said Craig Williams, president of the Jordan brand, who emphasized they want to have a real impact on the black community. The past several months have shown us the power of our global community and a passion that transcends cultural and religious and boundaries, added Williams on the Jordan's brand responsibility to support the next generation, they wrote, we embrace the responsibility. On to our next story. The COVID-19 pandemic had closed schools and public libraries across the United States, but a librarian in Virginia had thought of a creative way to keep kids reading free of charge. The solution? Drones will deliver their books of choice straight to their front door. Kelly Pasek, a middle school librarian in Virginia's Montgomery County School District, is an early adopter of a drone delivery service for household goods to her town of Christianburg. Launched, a, launched by a Google spin-off company called Wing, the pilot project has been delivering her meals and household products for some time. It didn't take long for Kelly to connect the dots and see how this new technology could benefit children in her district. I think kids are going to be just thrilled to learn that they are going to be the first in the world to receive a library book by drone, Kelly told the Washington Post. Commercial drone delivery has been on the horizon for a number of years, with Amazon's CEO Jeff Bezos demonstrating a prototype in 2013, 60 Minutes Interview. A few projects have been launched around the world, including in 2016 when Domino's started using drones to deliver. Well, that's very interesting. I didn't know about the, uh, the uh, Domino's drone delivery now I want Domino's. I don't even like Domino's, but I, <laughs> I want to just have a drone deliver pizza to me. <laughs> Be cool. Anyways, moving on to our next story. August 21st, 2020. Paris Williams is a six-year-old. Like many of her first grade peers, she is adorable. But this little girl is also driven by a mission to help people who are less fortunate. So driven, in fact... She's launched her own nonprofit organization, Paris Cares, to feed the homeless in her area. Paris's mom, Alicia Marshall, says her daughter's inspiration to become a hands-on Good Samaritan was the title character of Cherry Chadwick's Deal, Deal's children's book, One Boy's Magic, who also uses his power to feed the homeless. She was reading books at school about giving, and she came home one day, and she was like, I want to give back to the homeless. What can we do to help the homeless? Marshall told uh, Fox News. We have kind of brainstormed some ideas, and we came up making care packages. 
I wanted to give something to the homeless, Paris explained. Like the boy in the book. Paris might not have a magic wand, but she didn't let that stop her. Turning instead to more practical magic and to the help of her parents, Paris assembled and delivered, via non-contact drop-off, more than 500 care packages that, containing food and other essentials to downtown St. Louis homelesses, as well as handing out approximately 250 meals to essential workers. But Paris wasn't satisfied to simply donate goods. It was important for her to forge a bond with the people she was trying to help. After filling each package herself, Paris drew a picture and wrote a personal message to each one to create the kind of human connection so many of the homeless sorely lack. Everybody, this, this is an inspiration to me. Because I dreamed of doing something like this when I was a kid. Like, when I was, like, six, I dreamed of doing this. But I didn't do anything past that. Paris Williams, you've done so much, and you inspire me. Let's move on to the next story. October 18th, 2020. Firefighting robot in America just helped to put out a blaze in downtown Los Angeles. I know. I can't believe it either. Earlier, uh, the Los Angeles Fire Department became the first city in the country to add a firefighting robot to their ranks. And it has already proven its metal on the front lines. Weighing at about 3,500 pounds, the Thermite Robotic Systems 3 Firefighting Vehicle, or RS3 for short, is capable of deploying about 2,500 gallons of water per minute. The vehicle, which can be controlled by handheld remote from a safe distance, is also equipped with high-definition video stream so that the operator can easily maneuver the robot through difficult conditions in the field. Although Los Angeles Time report, Times reports that the RS3 is about the same size as a smart car, it is also small enough to fit through a set of double doors, while also being strong enough to plow its way through a wall should the need arise. We can fight fire from inside, uh, Los Angeles Fire Department Chief Ralph Terez, Terezas, sorry, last names are difficult, told the news outlet, adding the robot was a game changer for his team. Prior to RS3 being unveiled to the public at a press conference earlier uh that week, it had been deployed alongside 130 human firefighters to help extinguish a major emergency chemical fire uh, in downtown Los Angeles. Despite how many how the severity of the blaze forced the firefighters to withdraw from the two buildings and their hoses from the outside, the RS3 was able to continue onwards and unleash its water cannon from the inside. Yeah, go RS3, go RS3, go. 
honestly, that is just amazing that we have come up with the technology to be able to fight fires with water coming from a robot. It still is unfathomable to me. So on to our next story, October 31st, 2020. Howling with joy after 45 years, the gray wolf has successfully been lifted off the United States endangered species list. 45 years since the most charismatic and persecuted carnivores on Earth was listed under the Endangered Species Act, the ESA. Management of the gray wolf in the lower 48 states will now be passed to state and tribal governments. In what has been one of the ESA's greatest successes. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, based in its final determination on the best scientific commercial database available, a thorough analysis of threats and how they have been alleviated, and the ongoing commitment and proven track record of states and tribes to continue managing healthy wolf populations once delisted. After more than 45 years as a listed species, the gray wolf has exceeded all conservation goals for recovery. Today's announcement simply reflects the determination that is the species is neither a threatened nor endangered species on the specific factors Congress has laid out in the law said uh sect of the interior uh sect of the interior david bernhardt in a statement indeed numbers of gray wolves have soared over the last four decades from under a hundred refugees hiding out in the northern minnesota and michigan's upper peninsula to just about six thousand individuals those populations would expand after receiving protection from the ESA and now represent the forefathers of one of the genetically unique lineages of wolves. Another lineage started to thrive in the 80s after wolves were released in Glacier and Yellowstone National Parks. Those wolves are now found in Colorado as well as Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, Oregon, Washington, in Northern California. Wow. It's, it, I had to add a wildlife story in here because that wildlife, that is such an amazing feat. That is such an amazing story that we have actually done something right this year with the Endangered Species Act actually being able to declare that the gray wolf is finally off the endangered species list. So, moving on, uh, Mississippi voters uh, exchanged old Confederate-themed flags for a new design, and apparently it's very pretty. Uh, this was on November 4th, 2020. While the world waits to hear the main results of the U.S. elections, here's some good news from Mississippi. Yesterday, residents in, of the Mongolia state were voting not just for their favorite party, they were asked also to approve a new flag. Local lawmakers vowed to replace their Confederate-themed state flag in late June. From there, more than 
2,000 design ideas were submitted by Mississippians. That is a mouthful. The rules? The flag could not have the Confederate imagery on it, and the words, and God we trust, should be featured. The majority of Mississippians voted yes to the gold, blue, and red design. It features an emblem of the state's flower that releases a sweet perfume every summer from the mango magnolia tree. Man, my words are not good today. Um, but it's just a really beautiful flag, and it's a really beautiful story of like letting the people design the flag. Now to wrap up this last current events of 2020. Disease breakthroughs in 2020 included new potential treatments and falling in hepatitis B cases in children under five. Meaning that there are kids who will not have to deal with cancer at such a young age, at such a young time. Those cases have fallen so much. And there have been technological advances that brought the world world's first artificial eye that actually makes people who have lost their vision in their eyes be able to see finally full 3d official artificial eye and new nasa intelligence that has brought water on that's proved that there was water on the moon the United Nations, World Food Program, World Economic Forum, and other agencies continue to tackle global challenges including hunger, climate change, and gender equality. So I know that it may be hard to think of some good things that are happening, but be kind to other people, and kindness will come back to you. I promise. I promise. I know the future seems bleak right now. I know that it sucks that we have to be home right now and be alone right now. But I'm telling you, there is so much good that is going on in the world right now that I feel like we actually have a chance. Not just as people, but as a human race, but as a world. And... It just amazes me. So. That's going to be it for the last. Current events. Of 2020. Um, if you have anything that you want me to talk about next current events. Please feel free to email me at. Luna at. Stratospherepodcast.com That is. That is L-U-N-A at. S-T-R-A-T-U-S-P-H-E-R-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Keep it cool, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. I'll see you later.